0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the boink radio this one's going to be a special it's the grand finale of my milk review (laughs) and J Ringo's not here to see it but he will be editing this so uh, hopefully it'll be just as fun without him now here in the boink uh boink network discord i have my camera on and i've got my milk all lined up here these are all the milks that i haven't reviewed Uh, yet but they are all limited edition so they're going to be going soon and I thought why not just make a grand finale episode get the milk out of the way and go back to the other beverages that I have stashed in a little box in here so that's what we're going to do today we're probably going to do a little bit of news uh, but mainly it's just going to be reviewing milk so (laughs) a fun little episode to um, cap off the year Uh, so I hope everyone enjoys So, let's get right down to business, right? Now, for those of you that don't know, Australia is very known for weird flavors of milk, especially the Oak Company, if anyone remembers, the Oak. And uh, yeah, I've pretty much over the year, I've been reviewing all sorts of weird flavors of milk. And uh, we're going we're gonna to go through the grand finale of the milk flavors. So uh, let's get started. Uh, I'm going to start off with this one. I already drank a little bit of it. And uh, yep, so this one is uh, classic Hokey Pokey from Dairy Farmers. So Dairy Farmers is another milk company in Australia. And I actually haven't seen them make any milk um like this before because they usually they they typically do just the standard milk standard white milk uh but yeah this is the first time i think they've taken a a spin on uh, a flavor so this is um hokey pokey flavor whatever that's supposed to mean um on the back it says that it is a pasteurized toffee and vanilla flavored milk so uh take that as you will and uh, the sugar content is 44 grams. So that's uh, that's that's up there. Um, oh, yeah, is my video upside down? It should be. <laughs> ah, now hold on. This is the only plastic bottle milk that I have here. All right, the rest of them are all in cardboard cartons. Okay, like that one. So it is kind of environmentally friendly. All right, so um, what I'm going to do... <coughs> is uh, i'm going to pour each of these into my um authentic 50 year anniversary mcdonald's cup all right this one's a non-spill cup Uh, i don't know if you can see on the bottom there it has a little like knob or whatever and uh, that makes it so that the cup can pretty much never spill unless you literally flip it over yeah so we're going to use the authentic (laughs) 50 year anniversary mcdonald's cup to drink our oak flavored milk <laughs> all right so let me pour the first one now i got to get the portion sizes right because this is a lot of milk <laughs> and i'm going to be opening every single one of them and i have to drink them within like two days so actually let's see if it does say we have to consume within however many days now nah, it just says keep refrigerated uh, and it says use used by the 4th of december so it's uh, not a long time all right, let's try the Hokey Pokey. It's not bad. It's pretty smooth. Very smooth, actually. Um, not as sharp as the other milk flavors that I've had. And it doesn't actually taste that sugary. It actually tastes pretty all right in terms of sugar. Ah, uh, yes, we've got a, a big gathering here for the grand finale of the the milk showdown. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone who joined as well. I see we've got Jim in the chat as well. Hey, Jim. Hey, how are you? I am elated because I get to review all this milk. (laughs) That sounds interesting. Yeah. So um, with the Hokey Pokey, so this is the first one out of the four. uh, It's really smooth. Uh, It's got a – it tastes like it doesn't actually have that much sugar, but uh, according to the package, it says otherwise. So I'm going to finish this one and we'll move on to the next. My room does have a door. It's right there, but you can see I have a mirror behind me. So. All right, let's hokey pokey down. Next one, classic oak. All right, we've got the chalk honeycomb oak that we're going to be reviewing now. So as usual, I'll read out the blurb that they have on the back here. What's all the buzz about? Oak chuck honeycomb harvests Hungry Thirsty dead with a sweet sting of honey caramel and then eases the pain with a soothing chocolate coating. Thick enough that Hungry Thirsty won't be able to breathe. Hungry thirsty's done for sure. If you don't know what Hungry Thirsty is, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to repeat the ad again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for those of you that are curious of what that actually means, uh, just uh, go onto YouTube or something and search up uh, Oak ad australia so this is chalk honeycomb let's open it up and let's uh let's see what we got (laughs) yeah i have friends in the states uh they they don't see anything like this this is like foreign to them and this isn't like one of those like cheap like kind of like off-brand sort of like why would you make this sort of beverages this is an actual company um, that actually made fun of real estate agents in australia and they were taken to arbitration over their comments because they said they said something along the lines of, um, <clears throat> "I'm just kidding, I don't have a son." well, actually I do, but he's in real estate." And so they they were take oak, the oak company was taken to arbitration with the real estate agents uh, association Australia, and uh, they they were asked what those comments actually meant and Oak said, "We actually don't know." <laughs> So, this is a legit company. It's not just like something that just gets made just for the fun of it. Um, and uh, I love my oak milk. So, here we go. Here's a portion of um, oak chalk honeycomb. It actually looks a lot more like chocolate milk uh, rather than anything yellow, which is interesting. Right, any question we have in the chat? It is all cow milk. In Australia, um, the majority of the milk is cow milk because we have such a great angri- agriculture industry over here. Uh, and everything's really like local. Like pretty much all the milk in my um uh, in, in my local woolies is all New South Wales milk, which is the state I'm in. Hmm. Wow, it's very got a very strong chocolate flavor. It tastes like chocolate, it's like standard oak chocolate milk at first. And uh, then it has some weird sort of like honeycomb flavor at the end. I don't know if um, you guys have ever had, um, oh, is it a crunchy? I think if you guys have crunchies over there or um, you guys would probably almost definitely not have violet crumbles, but it, if, if you were to eat a violet crumble, that's kind of like what it tastes like. And I remember reviewing the violet crumble and it tastes almost exactly like this. So, mm. Yeah, very chocolatey. I like that one. That one's pretty good. I'm going to put this one up up there with um, the chocolate milk because, really, it is just pretty much tastes almost like chocolate milk. If you want to know the um, uh, sugar content, we got 60 grams of sugar. So, yeah, if you are waiting for the Boink news, there's not a lot, but I might go through it at the end. <laughs> um, but, yeah, first we're going to go through the milk. So here's the next one, all right? We got the duper Duper Bubblegum Flavoured Milk. So if you don't know what Zupa Dupa is, um, how sad, <laughs> first of all. But also, uh, Zupa dupers are uh, kind of like, uh, I forget the name for it that you, um, people have over in the States, but it's uh, an ice block that's in like a little thin plastic packet, and then you push it up from the bottom and you can eat the ice block from there. Yeah, they do have eggnog in Australia. Do you want me to review it on here? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, this uh, this is actually a limited edition thing that was created by the M company. And I remember the M company from ages ago. It was like the Moo company or something like that. And they did a lot of milk. Um, they did lots of different types of milk, just like they are doing right now. Uh, so in terms of the sugar content, this one has 50 grams of sugar. And is there a blurb or anything? Not really, but it does say swap binge watching TV for a day at the beach with your besties so uh, they're asking you to show us how you hashtag swap boring for fun so um, I wouldn't count this as boring (laughs) alright let's see what this bubblegum flavoured milk tastes like (laughs) I'm expecting it to be horrible Ooh, the the top of the packaging is already blue i don't know if you can see that but the very top of that white part of the packaging you can see a little bit of the blue or green that's about to come out of it <laughs> oh it's got this like weird green snotty uh, color i'll pour it out and i'll show you <laughs> oh and it's mixing with the other milk oh that's disgusting i don't know if you can see that it might look white to you but that's actually like a little like the snotty sort of like minty green sort of look <laughs> yeah uh i don't know if i'm going to regret this one <laughs> yeah they should sponsor me <laughs> only problem is my audience doesn't drink this stuff cuz i can't even get it <laughs> a lot of you guys are in the US and not even in australia um yeah it is milkish uh Milk or sugar or sugar with milk? Um, I honestly think it's some sort of like back of the factory chemicals that they put in at least this one. Um, I'll give you the ingredients list. Yeah, reduced fat milk, sugar, natural flavors, color, and contains milk. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, For the oak, uh, let's see... Yeah, milk, cream, sugar, milk solids, cocoa powder, flavors, stabilizer number four hundred seven, salt, colors number one five five and one three three, and it contains milk. Would you believe it? All right. Um, so let's try out the bubble gum. Then let's. Uh, I, <laughs> my body's telling me not to drink this. It's, it's not that great. It's got like a chemically candy flavor to it. <laughs> um, like imagine um, you are chewing onto those like spherical gumballs that you get out of a little gumball machine, and then you get the kind of like a little chemical taste after it. That's what it. That's what it literally tastes like. It doesn't taste good at all. It ta- it it doesn't it doesn't taste right. <laughs> I have to drink it. Ugh. Yeah, the very hard ones. It's been in the machine for years. They'd been accumulating the accumulating the chemicals in there. Ugh. Awful. That one's a terrible one. Zupa dupa bubblegum flavor. Not good. It's better than the jambal Donut, I'll tell you that, because it's not as sugary and as gross as that. But um Yeah. (laughs) When your milk turns green, it goes into the trash. That's about right, but this one's meant to be green, so how are you going to tell if it changes color? All right, last one, and then we could probably do some news. Um, Okay, Zooper Duper Edition again, Raspberry. They released three flavors, Raspberry, Bubblegum, and Pineapple. I already reviewed the pineapple, so Raspberry is the last one. And they seem to be quite encouraging with these uh, swap boring for fun mantras. It says this time swap the scroll hole, and in terms, that's talking about your that's Australian for your phone for a road trip with your mates. I mean, I go on road trips quite a bit, so I'm fine with that. Um, Let's see. Yeah, again, this is by the M company. Um. And uh, in terms of sugar content, we got 50 grams of sugar. So just about the same as the other one. I got to put all these back in the fridge when I'm done with these. Otherwise, they're going to go off Um, and let my family know that they can drink them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so let's pour out this one. I I have a good feeling this one's going to be red, um, but it's not going to taste like strawberry milk like you'd expect it to. All right, yep, it's pink. It's it's pink like strawberry milk. Let's pour it out. Ooh, pretty. All right, I'm going to pour out that much. Oh. All right, let's see how this goes. Uh, I don't know if you can see it there. That's pink, nice pink. It looks almost like strawberry milk. Yeah, they have strawberry milk everywhere, but they don't have raspberry milk everywhere. So let's see what it would... Um, oh, I can smell it from here. It smells a bit like Gumball's, but I think that's just because we had gumble stuff in here. All right, let's uh, have a taste. I'm going to need to drink that again. I couldn't quite catch that. It has a very faint flavor. I can't really taste it. I'm not sure what that's supposed to be <laughs> because it, it it doesn't really taste like much like it kind of tastes like strawberry milk but then it doesn't it it's the the flavor is so faint that you're not even sure what it is i mean i couldn't even i I couldn't even resemble any sort of flavor of raspberry in that one so um yeah i uh yeah i I can't say much about that one um it's not spectacular, but at the same time, it's not sickening. Um, but yeah, um, I think someone in the chat said he, uh, that they wanted me to rank them. Uh, so in terms of what we have here today, I'll go over them again in case you missed out. We have the Hokey Pokey Dairy Farmer's Milk. We have the Oak honey, uh, Oak oh, Chock Honeycomb. Then we have Duper Bubblegum. And then we have Zupa Dupa Raspberry. So if I were to rank them in order of tastiest to least tastiest or most enjoyable to least enjoyable, first it'll be the oak, no doubt. That was amazing. Then it would be the Hokey Pokey milk, then the raspberry, and then the bubblegum. So yeah, um, I guess uh, we'll probably do a quick intermission here. I'm going to chuck all these back in the fridge. Uh, and uh, then I'm going to come back and do the news for you guys. So uh, sit tight, uh, five-minute intermission. I hope that uh, drinking all sorts of different types of milk isn't going to be like drinking lots of different types of alcohol. Um, <laughs> and I hope it's not going to make me throw up later. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I guess let's go on to the news. Uh, so... Um, Yeah, for those of you that joined um, a little bit late, uh, today was the grand finale of the. uh, (laughs) Yeah, you missed it. (laughs) Uh, Today was the grand finale of the milk review. Uh, I reviewed uh, four different milks, and uh, those most of them were limited edition, so we're not going to see them at my local Woolies anymore. So I just said, I'm going to buy them. I'm going to do a grand finale uh, milk review. And uh, that's what happened. So <laughs> if you missed it, you missed it. But you can check it out in the recording. I had the camera on and everything. So the only thing you missed out on was uh, a live view of uh, me reviewing them. But yeah, uh, considering j isn't here, I'm just going to do the news. And then we'll get on with it. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the grand finale of the Milk Review. Uh, okay, let's check out the news. So, um... Starting out the news with SETI at home, they have a new Nebula blog post uh, regarding the uh, data research that they've been doing on the results of SETI at home, and uh, they've reached a pretty significant milestone. So a lot of the posts that have been going through recently and that I've been um, talking about here on uh, the Boink radio, a lot of them have been about removing radio frequency interference. And um, with, with that, they are aiming to kind of do what the uh, biology projects are doing with uh, COVID and other um, disorders and diseases is they're trying to take a whole huge amount of um, things. So in the case of the biology projects, do a huge amount of drugs and nail it down to only a couple or a hundred that are worth looking at and investigating. So what SETI is doing is they're taking huge amounts of what are called um, triplets, multiplets, um, and uh, pulses uh, that uh, occur and have been detected using the SETI at Home project. And what they're doing is they're trying to nail it down to only 100 or so that are worth looking at again. So um, in this post they were talking about a problem that they had with removing uh, radio frequency interference from aircraft. I'm not going to go into the details, but a, a bunch of the details are here on the uh, on the blog post if you want to check it out. Uh, but yeah they've successfully removed a lot of the uh, radio frequency interference from aircraft radar and uh, with that they're able to um, nail it down so much that they can pick around a hundred or so. Um, pulses to look at again and what they're going to do with this is they're going to actually go back onto the telescopes and listen to them they're going to listen to the pulses that they've detected in this project listen to them again and get some more cleaner data out of them now uh, they said they've been allocated 24 hours of observation time at the uh, telescope i believe they're using the fast telescope uh, it doesn't go fast, but it's it's called fast. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so they're going to be uh, doing a diligent 24-hour search using that telescope for about 100 or so pulses. And uh, they're actually, they've hinted, and get ready for this, they've hinted that they're going to be reopening the SETI at Home client for running some data analysis on this stuff. So... They were right. They said that they were probably most likely going to come back, and they've hinted here, and uh, according to what they said, is um, uh, we have to figure out how to analyze this data. We'll probably do the first part using the existing SETI at home client running on a cluster of nodes either in China or an Atlas cluster in Hanover, so they're using uh, supercomputing. But uh, um, hopefully they might also be using the point network too. Um, After that, we'll need to take the detections aside whether to confirm uh, the corresponding multiplet. So there's still a lot more data processing happening. And it could be possible that we could be running uh, SETI at home again. There could be some more work units coming out of SETI at home. So uh, keep an ear out for that, or keep your telescopes out for that. (laughs) All right, what else we got? Okay, if you run SciDoc, they've released a new version of CMDOC, which I believe is the application that they use to run all their docking simulations. Uh, version 0.1.4 is out. You don't really have to do anything to update it because uh, it will come along in the Boint client. Uh, so your Boint client will handle all that for you automatically. And it, the main fix that it fixes is apparently checkpointing and the progress bar. So, for those of you running PsyDoc, you might get a massively improved progress bar and checkpointing support. Okay, now, uh, in news from PrimeGrid, the eighth challenge of the 2021 series will be a three-day challenge in Thanksgiving uh, of the anniversary of the introduction of E. (laughs) Congratulations, it's the anniversary of the letter E. Uh we're not going to turn this show into Sesame Street. <laughs> yep, Euler's Number. <laughs> or Euler's Number, if you like to call it that. <laughs> uh, so, for those of you running Prime Grid, if you want to participate in Euler's Number, uh, the Euler's Number Challenge, you can go over to the AP27 Search subproject. It begins on the 23rd of November and ends... Oh, it's already ended on the 26th of November. So... Um, yeah, <laughs> that's prime grid news for you. Yeah, I called it Euler's number for a long time. And I still kind of like calling it Euler's number, but it's it's technically called Euler's number. Okay, we've got a paper from Tngrid. Let me pull it up. Okay, Tngrid is announcing a published paper from the contributions of uh, the Boink work that they've done. So, for those of you that were crunching Tngrid a while ago, they had a project called Vitus Vinifera. And uh, that was uh, a gene expansion network or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, for those of you that were crunching Tngrid, uh, that project has finished. That, that sub project has finished. Um, and uh, they've actually, they now have a paper for it now. So, uh, the paper is entitled uh, Vitus 1 Gene, a causality based approach to generate gene networks in Vitus vinifera, sheds light on the lacasse, Lacase and Divergent gene families. <laughs> that was awful at the end there, but um, hopefully, for those of you that actually know what that is, um, that's uh, good news to you then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, so I see some people in the chat saying that TNGrid is out of work units. That is true. I, I do crunch um, Tiangrid; they are out of work units currently. However, the projects are not finished, so um, keep in mind that Tiangrid still has work to do. They're working on the human gene networks now. Uh, but yeah, currently they're out of work. Um, and I think that was from uh, a while ago when we were talking about the f- um, news article from them, where uh, their university servers have a very slow disk, apparently. All right, that's some really promising um, results from TianGrid. Glad to see so many results coming out this year from Point Projects. Okay, and uh, one final thing, a shout-out to Sidoc. They also have a student who is investigating volunteer computing and hopefully making public some data or a paper of some sort. Uh, they have a form, a survey that you can fill out, and it's on the Sidoc uh, forums if you want to go and help out. Uh, it's a survey to express your opinion on volunteer computing. So um, if you're really keen about supporting volunteer computing, I recommend, I highly recommend going and uh, taking a look at that survey because it will probably help out uh, sometime later, I have a feeling, um, uh, because uh, we need to kind of collect some data and understand how the marketing and kind of like the engagement of all this um, goes down. And it's also helpful for people who are creating Boink projects to probably use that data to help make their project better. All right, let's see what we got in the chat. <laughs> yep, no work units. <laughs> We're in demand for work units, people. <laughs> Can any of you please donate some work units? <laughs> all right, um, that's all the news uh, that I have uh, for today. Unfortunately, J. Ringo couldn't be around, uh, but that's all right. We did our grand finale milk episode. And that was amazing. Uh, I'd love to do it with non-alcoholic spirits. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, hopefully we might be here next week. I don't know. Maybe we might be on vacation. We'll have to check with Jay Ringo. Oh, yeah. How was the Australian wine, Foxy? You haven't drank it. <laughs> uh I'm telling you, that wine's kind of a ripoff. I've never seen any brand like that. It's probably just marketing to say, hey, look, this is in Australia. Because uh, Australian wines have um, different branding as, as far as I know. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, incoming lockdown. So, yeah, good to stock up. Yeah, you're probably right. It probably did come in a container and then they just bottled it over there um, with custom marketing to make uh, all the... The people who aren't Australian want to buy it because it has a cute little kangaroo on the front. <laughs> That's it. Chuck on just a random animal, name it something Australian, done. That's how you sell stuff outside of Australia. Anyway, uh, I'm going to call it here. We've done all the news. Um, it looks like everyone's having a good time in the chat. Unfortunately, Jay Ringo couldn't be here, and we have a good turnout as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm uh, a bit disappointed he wasn't here and uh, hopefully he'll edit this into the recording. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, thank you all for coming. Thank you all for sticking through the um, the milk episode that we had, the grand finale. I hope you all enjoyed that as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you in the weeks to come, and I still have more drinks to go. So um, keep listening, and I'll keep reviewing drinks. Have a good one.